doing what for the pussy challenge? I don't really want to do it. Who's doing what for the pussy challenge? <laughs> I'll do the first one. Mm-hmm. And then you can just do... We're not going to do for the dick because I don't nobody care about this. No, it's we'll not even... For the books. For the books. I'll okay. have you do... I'll do this and you'll do for the books. Do what? I'll do anything for the books. Which one am I doing? For the books. Come on. Right. Huh. Uh, 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 uh. I'll eat right for that pussy. Turn out the lights for that pussy. Even though I'm already in the bed. That pussy made me go up out my way. Hey, 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 hey. But I'll do anything for the books. Have the library shook for the books. Hey. Become a crook for the books. I'm not returning them. I'm not returning them. So gay, give them dirty looks for the books. Hey. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to stop. I did a good job. I'm stop. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that line again. No, I'm good. Become I'm good. a crook for the books. Okay, man. Okay, babe. All right, we stay. Not returning we'll the books. Uh. Uh, what y'all finna do? What you gonna do for the dick, bitch? I'm not doing nothing for the dick. I don't want nothing to do with the dick oh. unless it's silicone. Hey, 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 hey. All right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Hood Rap to Head Rap. I'm trying to be in the frame. Also, haven't had a haircut, so I'm super uncomfortable with being on here in this manner um and erica doesn't care and so that's just the issue that i'm having i love you it don't matter i have to still be cute for me you know you don't get into a relationship and lose yourself you know you know you don't lose yourself for your partner you still do the things lose yourself right like you still like take care of yourself and like love yourself, like even though you're like in a partnership. Exactly. Yeah. Like you do things for you. Like yeah. I get my hair cut for me and not for you because I'm beautiful. Right. You are. Yes. Are you beautiful? I'm a bit. My name is Ebony Valley. <laughs> I'm beautiful. And this is Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, y'all. Hi. What's going on? What's going on? We popping. Uh, we did not. This is a surprise Beyonce. Um, live that we're doing Partition for y'all today. Fast. Uh, we were just playing about self love. We were just kidding. We were hella just playing, but yeah, I'm it is it. important. It is hella important. It's I'm important. with it for those who opt in. That is an option for you. Um, me, on the other hand, I I don't really. I have other pressing concerns. You know, I got to learn how to pay bills and do things on time and show up to things on time generally. And then I'll get to myself. That's like okay. keeping my word. That's, that's also important for you that you show up to things on time. Drinking water, eating healthy. Drinking I'm going to do all you of those. You need to drink water. Right. And some people say, oh, that's a function of self-love when you do those things for yourself. And I agree it is, but I'm, I'm just going to yeah. do what the hell I can. And then I'll think about loving myself if it fits in for the day. Okay. Yeah. You do you. You do what works for you. I got to do what works for me. Y'all yes. do what works for y'all. What's good? Hi. All right. We already said hi enough. All right. So let's, let's, let's tap in. Let's do a quick tap in. Does anybody, for those who don't know what the pussy challenge is. Or oh, yeah. There is its counterpart for the dick challenge. Um, it's just a pretty, it's an expletive written activity um, that really just showcases. It's just a fun thing to do that showcases the extent and lengths that people go to to have sex with each other. Um, is that really what it is? I mean, that's how I took it. Oh, I think it was just an opportunity for people to kind of freestyle on a beat with a, you know, more of something that. silly. Yeah, yeah, that's more of that. Right. Yeah. Okay. But if it's um, a length, okay, lengths that people go, okay, I see. Yeah. To go to have sex with, okay. All right, that's why there's a pussy challenge and a D challenge. Is that why? Right. People are thinking in these very... Binary. Yeah. Always binary. But what it also, um, of course, it was started by black people like most internet trans are, and it just really showcases how sex positive black people are. So shout out to... Black people. To black people on the internet talking about... And how creative we are. All the sacrifice and how creative we are, mm-hmm. crea- creative ingenuity, yeah. and all the sacrifices a nigga will make in order to have sex. I'm, You're going to make those sacrifices It's also, so you can get it in. Period. And yeah. most people do, but black people are the ones that are like, we're out here with it. We're going to yeah. tell you what we're going to do yeah. for the dick or for the pussy. Right. Check out Issa Rae's. Hers is hella Hers funny. Is super and her, funny. Regina Hall, 
Everybody else is kind of busy, but I'm really not. It's a lot of good ones, but I can't go through all of them. Yeah. But that's for the pussy and for the dick challenge. Look it up. Do your own. Send us to send us some. Yeah. Cook. That would be dope if people sent us some videos of them doing the P or the D challenge. Right. I would love that. Yeah. Because they're really funny. Yeah. Erica is a real freestyle champion. Um, no. You she on the war tour the, with Muhammad and her man mm, going each and every place with a mic in her hand. Um, easy, beady, booty. Okay, beady. but that, but I was, yeah, I didn't, yeah, we got it, baby. You do, you do well. Black people are original. All day. All right. Tap, Tap in. in. Um, so I'm doing this to fully distract myself from the fact that I still have not heard from my family. Um, so don't mistake this recording of a podcast like I'm good or that I have now found my family and that they're okay. It's that I'm trying to not sit in my feelings on the couch like I have been there all day and still function and get things done and still show up and show out because I have to have faith. I'm a very controlling person and I have been nonstop calling them. I have reached yes. out to the Red Cross. I have looked at flights to book. I have um, looked at cars to book to go down there. I have begged Ebony that we go. Yeah. I have done just about everything. I contacted my, my sibling's school. I've done just about everything imaginable to contact my family. And just right now, I think what's important is that I just be patient and not be focused on that other people are contacting their folks and that they don't have communication. Their house is super duper safe. I know that. I know that my dad has a generator and a water tank and always has food for fucking days when it's near no hurricane. So I think um, they're going to be fine. But my way of dealing is to control. It's yeah. also my way of just being. Is to that control. is uh, about to say way of dealing. That's your way. That's just you natural, know, normal. You're not gonna come from me on here. I, but I'm, not. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. All you're right. Going to tech times. Right. right. So We're so both yeah. Are. So yeah, and Ebony is too because whenever you you know are partnered with somebody, it's their family too, and I know that it's really hitting Ebony home because I'm also not cooking or functioning or really cleaning up or anything at all and i know that's hard for you no no i've been kind of picking it that. up oh and you've been picking like it up oh. helping out around the house more oh. as a result of everything oh, okay. we're going through yes yeah how have you been doing that just provide some examples for folks so they right. know so i cleaned up the living room yesterday oh and, you did yeah you did yeah yes i asked him and to I take okay. care of you otherwise you do you do puppy. yeah you really do ebony's yeah. a huge support and has me calm the hell down and have a dance break and not laugh at me he didn't even pay attention to me during my dance break earlier did you oh, i had yeah, a full yeah. out dance break and not once did you look at me twerking you didn't give me any feedback on it i was kind of you know feeling a little bit of right. a way that i was really giving it to the people right and you didn't say you didn't say anything right. babe how's yes. it made you feel some of the responses that you've gotten from people um presumably who may not be going through this i know you are in touch with a lot of folks from puerto rico who have gotten in touch with their families Mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of people who are just genuine and want to help or don't want to see you vex necessarily and don't want to see you in distress but they say things like maybe like calm down or shit like that like how does that generally make you feel I don't think it works to ever tell someone to calm down, um, ever. Um, that's never going to be something that I feels... I think it's for the other person saying it. It's for the other person yeah. saying It's like <laughs> when, when, you're, when you're in a heated like argument and someone's like, relax, that's never going to go over well. Right. Or <laughs> someone's like, it's okay, just be cool. Because it's no, that's because you're getting turned up that's, on. Or right. because you just feel helpless and right. you have no... You don't really have anything to offer there's this impulse for folks to fix things or want to be fixers right so i think it's important for folks to just be with the fact that i am anxious right now and i have a lot going on and i'm really upset and i've cried just about every day this week because i haven't been able to contact my family and that's nerve-wracking so rather than tell me to calm down it's better to just be like you know, I'm here for you and I'm sorry that this is happening. And if you need anything, I don't know what that looks like, but I got you. You know, I hate that I have to coach people around, you know, how to be with someone that's upset, but we don't have a lot of emotional training um, in a lot of different areas. I know mm-hmm. when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, a lot of folks were didn't know what to say to me. And it was hard because I had to deal with their responses anyway. So, right. yeah, I'm happy to do that, that emotional 
you know, uh, muscle building, if you will. Right. And I, folks. I, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. I think sometimes what I'll do, cause I get irritated very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I will in the moment try to police people's reactions or responses to my reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just like the coaching is is probably what's more necessary. Just letting people know what worked for you. I know some of y'all are agreeing that y'all hate being told to calm down. Um, and some of you might in that moment have the bandwidth to do some emotional intelligence coaching with people as you're going through the shit mm-hmm. that you're going through. But if you don't have it in you, you just also don't have it in you to do that. Right. And I think Erica is hella unique in the, in the sense that you... I think fems, period, mm-hmm. make a lot of room and a lot of space for everybody's everything and then theirs afterward. Yeah, because all my family is calling me. I've become a bit of the matriarch in all of this where people are just contacting me to find out if I've contacted my family. So it's also a lot to hold um, amidst all of the things because life still goes on even though I can't, I haven't been able to call my family. So I still have to work. Um, yeah, and right. so I'm here. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the more polemical side of Puerto Rico. We just wanted to, this is personal. Yeah, yeah, this is a personal, personal tap in, in, but we'll yeah. get more into the socio-political implications and the United States lack of response to a widespread natural disaster. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's happening to Americans. Yeah. Right now, in yeah. this very moment. Yeah. Um, but first, we'll talk about something more frivolous. I feel like this episode could be called, I told Erica, celebrities getting hella praise for shit that people be doing on a regular. Mm-hmm. Like, as if activism and organizing and strategic organizing just existed or happened like two days ago. Like, I fuck with everybody who's making an effort to really join the conversation and really shift things in this country. But a lot of niggas is tardy to the party. Tardy to the party. And it just bothers me a little bit. So we'll get to some of the folks who are tardy to the party. Um, I don't want to denigrate them for being tardy, but I think it's just important to... We have a culture that lifts up celebrities and has this obsession with fanfare mm-hmm. such that other people, real activists, organizers, motherfuckers on the ground doing the thankless work mm-hmm. and the uh, losing their lives yep. in many cases. Yep. Um, on the front lines. On the front lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just not getting that type of praise. They're not getting mm-hmm. the type of press coverage that, you know, somebody like Colin Kaepernick or another football player or whoever the fuck is doing the kneeling would do. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about that, babe. Let's talk about the something we never talk about because we don't care about it, which is the NFL. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about the NFL. I really don't care about sports. I never have. I've always questioned why so many people watch it. My first boyfriend was completely obsessed with watching all of the things, all the sports around every season. And I never understood. I can never connect with him in that way. My dad and my brother are similarly that way. And I've just never, I just don't understand why we're watching people run up and down a court. I don't, I don't get it outside of a high school or a college or a, I don't know, middle school. I don't know why we're watching grown folks play a game that, I mean, I just don't get that. That's just my, my, Basis, And then there's also the racial implications that most of those people are black and brown. I don't, or is there articles about this where we talk about? Well, there's only one non-white NFL owner. So I'll let that sit for y'all. Um, and no shade to people who watch, because I watch football oh, and you I do. watch you basketball. Like I, but not like that, though. You don't really well, care. Well, I will get to this other part of the podcast, and I wonder if other people think about this, because I'm like, am I alone in this? But I feel like I'm. We everybody makes concessions, makes concessions in order to indulge in certain things. Like, we concede to fucked up realities and facts in order to indulge without guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'll watch the NFL, I'll you know, watching niggas get battered and shit, knowing that maybe in 10 years or five years, they brain will have endured hella traumatic injury right. and stress. But I still watch it. Right. You know, I'll still turn to ABC and CBS and give a broadcaster my money. And I'll, I'll mm-hmm. still, you know what I mean? Like I'll still participate in the system mm-hmm. knowing full well that, I'm complicit mm-hmm. in this person getting CTE mm-hmm. or this person, um, or this system not shifting. I, right. I'll, I'll contribute. Right. Um, and, but we'll talk more about that, but that's, that's also something to have on your mind is the things that we indulge in and kind of try to like suppress the fucked up complicities that 
our indulgence leads to. Like shopping at Urban Outfitters. Shopping at Urban Outfitters is an excellent one. <laughs> Guilty as charged, even yep. though this shirt did not come from Urban Outfitters. It came from um, Only in New York, which is a store in the Lower East Side. It's a local store. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I be complicit all the time. Uh, but I'm. it's not enough, I think, in this day and age to just point out and identify our complicities. I think one day we just got to say... I'm not watching football anymore. I'm not watching basketball. I stopped watching football, really, because the Raiders are moving to Las Vegas. Um, The Raiders wanted Oakland, which has a $25 million deficit in our public school system. Um, They wanted Oakland to pay and help finance a $500 million taxpayer money in Oakland to finance a $500 million stadium. Um, The Raiders playing Deep East Oakland. If you know anything about Oakland, it's a blue-collar, industrial, hard-scrabble kind of town economically. And so when they leave, um, it's going to devastate the economy there. People who, back in the day, when the the Supersonics left Seattle, look that up, and you'll get more of what I'm talking about. Um, But the Warriors, same thing. White owners, fucked up. Not doing it. Um, But we'll go back to the NFL, baby. What's your thoughts? You have some really tight thoughts about this. The taking a knee and all the whole shit. I think taking a knee is cute and all. I think that's cool. You take a knee during the Star Spangled Banner. You don't stand for it because you're disgusted with the ways in which um, the United States has treated black bodies and uh, fairly recently in that. Um, not fairly recently, but that's what I feel like the response is to because people are resp- are kneeling or taking a knee now, mm-hmm. not perpetually as football has ever existed right. you know what i mean like yeah. it hasn't been all the time because no. the united states has always been shady to black bodies it's just mm-hmm. now that it's it's more prominent in the news there's more yes. of a platform for it to be talked about yeah um so my thing is is that why would you just take a knee for the star spangled banner and not the entire game so why would you support <laughs> why would you take a knee you just take a knee for the Star Spangled Banner and then you get up and you play. How does that support anything? I think if you're if you're really like, fuck this system, stay in the locker room. Don't play football. Don't go to the locker room. Don't go room. to the locker room. Just, you know, Colin, I was really, I talked about this in an earlier story, is if you are Colin Kaepernick where people were fighting, I mean, I know, um, what's his name? Uh, huge director Spike Lee was you know organizing to get Colin Kaepernick and a bunch of other celebrities mm-hmm. were organizing to, to get Colin Kaepernick his job back or get him a job because they're saying it's racist and then I'm like why would you want to work for a racist institution as the NFL you knew it was racist when you accepted your position there you're not dumb Colin Kaepernick seems to be very bright and understand what's going on clearly considering he was the first person he's to take a knee he's also tardy for the party he's tardy he for the party for your Malcolm X and got woke but right. go ahead but he's tardy for the party but it's also you're tardy for the party and you're also you're not necessarily taking an action that's really making that much of a difference you want people to be pissed off? Have them not be able to watch an NFL game. Right. <laughs> people want to stand in solidarity with the ways in which black bodies are treated like absolute shit and disposable in this country. Don't play football. And right. people are like, oh, well, they won't have a job. I don't play football and I have a job. There's plenty of things that people can Niggas do. Niggas can have a lot of different right? jobs. I mean, That's true. Like... That's true. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's my those are my thoughts. I think it's cute. A lot of people shared it. Take a knee, but I think I need folks to be a bit more intellectual in their activism. Yeah. I feel like it's very shallow. It's like if I show up to the rally or if I show up to the right. march, that makes me an activist. Right. Not me constantly putting myself on the front lines, standing up, interrupting folks when they're being hella racist or right. calling people out when they're being problematic. Right. There's no, there's, there's all you have to do is very, it's very like ABC activism. It's like, yes. take a knee, and then I did something. It's, but no, and one person, I can't remember who's saying, but they're singing the Star Spangled Banner, and they take a knee. Right. Don't fucking sing the song. Right. I don't know. Like, I, this is, uh, for me, it just seems like I'm still trying to get my coin, and I'm going to make, I'm going to try to make some sort of difference. Right. I don't know. It just, it seems, it seems very shallow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, 
And I think, but what if, so my question to you is, what if a nigga do just want to play football? What, so a lot of people are saying, I'll take it back. So if this is an ABC sort of activism, mm-hmm. people will then say, well, why can't he just do something that he loves? He loves playing football and he's black and he wants to make a difference. I'm doing this dumb devil's advocate. I'm clearly not good at it. I never do You're devil's horrible advocate. At it. I don't do shit. I don't ask generally dumb questions. <laughs> uh, but a lot of people are. And they're just like, what if he just likes playing football? And you and he doesn't want to stop, but he wants football to change. Then protest about football and you don't play football. Play football in your backyard with your friends. Don't play football on a national scale where people contribute to it with tons of money, clearly dirty money, where the president of this country is also involved with all of these managers and owners of these teams. It's on national television. There's tons of money that goes into this, more money. My argument for football has always been, why do football players get paid so much money and teachers don't? Right. That alone has me not watch it. Right. Because I don't understand why somebody who has to literally sit for hours and hours and hours and hours creating curricula for right. people to go on and, you know, have jobs in right. the future. I'm going to give less money to this person, but I'm going to give more money so this person can entertain me running up and down a uh, field so I can scream and yell at the television as something that no one is going to hear me. There's no investment there. It doesn't matter if I'm a fan. So it's not strategic. It's not strategic. It doesn't fucking matter if I'm a fan. Got it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to buy what the paraphernalia of the team, the t-shirt, the football, Mm the, I don't know, little bobblehead. And then what? (laughs) <laughs> like what does that mean that's true but if i bought a teacher some fucking pencils and uh, i don't know some cardboard and if you're me like a fucking volva puppet that would make a difference right it would actually make a difference in someone's life does football make a difference do people say that that football made a difference for me no what people say is that like it's a stress relief and mm. we don't want to see the motherfucking rainbow coalition and the the we don't want to see c-span is what some people's mm-hmm. argument mm-hmm. we don't want to see shit be overly politicized when we're at home on our couch after our you know emerging from the coal mines mm. you know west virginia we want to enjoy us some good old football we don't want to deal with this shit it provides fun and happiness and relief to everybody um i think that's fine but so did blackface <laughs> <laughs> So the Disney movies, that doesn't mean that they're not problematic. I find no fault in these statements. I find <laughs> I no fault in these statements. Do. Now, I'm going to engage with something somebody said real quick. They said, um, we don't have we, they're interested to know what we think about. We talk about racism in education and nonprofits and in a corporate sphere, but we don't, or we don't talk about racism or we haven't talked about racism um, as it pertains to corporations. And I think that's just because uh, most corporations in this country and even multinational corporations are inherently racist mm-hmm. um, because capitalism is a system that thrives from racism. Right. Thrives from a hierarchy. Somebody has to be at the bottom and there are certain determinants, i.e. skin color and socioeconomic status, but really skin color that decide who's at the bottom of that hierarchy. And yes, the NFL was a, it was a nonprofit, had nonprofit tax exempt status, mm-hmm. but they've recently, I believe, dropped that status. So the NFL is no longer considered a nonprofit. Um, I'll look more into that. I employ y'all all to do that. But I'll give you this. We'll go into a fun fact because I'm not finna spend that much time on this take a nail shit. But so if you saw in one of the pictures, there's a team called the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got an ugly ass jersey. Um, Hella ugly. Blue and black or some shit like that. And their owner um, is the only non-white NFL owner in the entire league. And he joined arms and locked arms with them. His name is Shad Khan. Oh, this is good, y'all. And he... um, You know, he was the only NFL owner to explicitly stand or speak out in support of his black players protesting. And he also, during the election season, which was not even a year ago, today gave the Trump campaign a million dollars. So you can stand and lock arms with black folks (laughs) and do this. I don't know. What is what is a good word for this? Um 
kind of like watch me activism. <laughs> That's the mm-hmm. best way I could do. Or like activism porn for everybody. So you look like a good person and you don't get dragged and people don't stop watching you. Mm-hmm. And you're full of shit. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. It's just like white folks saying I'm an ally. How is no different. You're an ally, but you're still a bigot. Like a full bigot. One does not. But you're saying, but you're saying I'm an ally or you have a safety pin in your ear or on your shirt or whatever the fuck that nonsense was about safety pins. So I just, I can't, I can't. And people don't do the amount of research that you do. So I thank you for raising that point because I think it's, it's super. Well, y'all just, and that's another thing. Look it up. Mm -hmm. Look it up. Look up the flag act. People have been grandstanding. Thank you. That's the word I want to use. That is. That's the word. Grandstanding. Not watch me activism, which I also like. Well, the shit is watch me. You want me to see you. Yes. You know, I'm a Christian. I don't know how many of y'all is Christian out there. Look at this cross. The Bible. Look at this cross. Tiny. Tiny. You want to share iced out, son? Iced out. Roll up. I'm about Oh, hi, Josh. Look at my little Joshy. Oh, my God. That's my baby. Okay. Um, Yeah. So. Oh, so Jesus always talks about in the Bible, not always, but there's a verse in the Bible somewhere, I'll find it, where Jesus is like, people ain't got to see you praying. Like, oh, you just, excellent. you be like out that. here. Like, it's, it's just like all the, the sort of ritualism or the showiness of yeah. the whole ordeal. Yeah. Some people in the Buddhist culture even call that spiritual materialism. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers don't have to know. Yeah. You know, they don't. And if they do, that's great, but like, pray focus on like what the contents of your prayer yes and it's kind of like when um famous people in particular black folks yes us will go to the front of the room oh we should be quiet oh we sorry just... y'all's ambulance yeah so uh-huh. it's it's similar to um when black folks yes, go the secret that is what the body that's the translation when black folks go to win a grammy or any sort of big accolade the first thing they say is what I just want to thank, thank God. My mama. Yep. No, they say, God. They alternate always between mama God. and God. You know, black people they put their mama say, and God on the same level. First and foremost, I just want to thank our Lord and Savior. Okay. So it's all about the Lord and Savior. Yes. First and foremost. Right. And that don't mean that you be praying. It's like you have to say that. It's a lane. You have to say it. Because if you don't say it, you could get dragged. And I think that this person, I don't know their fucking name, the owner, the what are they? Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The owner was going to get dragged otherwise. Right. But they ain't shit. None of those people are shit. They're not really doing anything. You really want to do something? Say you're not playing. And another fun fact that I have, too, is that, like, some people also say, like, on another end, it's like, why do we even have this this false sort of patriotism or this pageantry at sporting events? Like, why is that even a necessity? Mm-hmm. Well, that's because, on another corporate racist note, or the inner workings of corporate America and how these relationships are so intertwined, is that the our United States defense budget, our military budget, has allotted $10 million for military tributes. So military displays and troop tributes. They pay the NFL, y'all. They give the NFL millions of dollars to do these things. They give it to teams the military pay for it. If you are wondering, like me, why this conversation pivoted towards the military, there it is. Well, it's also like there I told you, is. people talk about, oh, so what do you think about that, babe? When people say, to these people, the veterans died for our right to, this is another dumb devil's episode, they died so for our bad right for free speech. The, the, they died. I just don't know what that has to do with anything, okay? And black people also died. So well, I'm not supposed to show respect to black people? But they died but for what, our free speech. But what so does that can... have to do with the fucking Star Spangled Banner they or the to... flag? Because it's a symbol of our nation's, I don't know, that our don't nation mean shit. That I don't our know nation what ain't shit. I can still, res- I can, two things can exist at once. I can be like, this country ain't shit, and still, like, you know, give thanks to veterans that give their lives in the military. Also, I, but my thing I, is, I'm not, I'm not doing not a military this. conversation. Okay, we're not going to, we get that for the next podcast, Damn. but I'm not going to thank veterans for nothing. Like, no. shout out. No, I don't disagree with their choices. Yeah. I'm never going to argue with people's choices. The way this country is set up is it is a economic way out. And if anybody, I don't knock nobody mm-hmm. hustle. If that's something you had to do and that's a decision that you made, I am so in support of people surviving. 
I'm a, I, I'm in support of people surviving. I have military members in my family. Yeah, your but f- I'm not about to knock. I knock the institution of the military, but I can't knock the folks who serve. I'm not about to be like, oh, but what about our veterans? I really feel like that shit is a full distraction from the fact that black people are dying. Um, They're not even in the military. They're just dying in the middle of the street. And people want to have a message about it. They want to say something. Colin Kaepernick, I think, really wanted to say something. Maybe not the brightest thing on the planet, but it made a lot of noise. It got a lot of attention. And folks really are here for it. So they're taking a knee because they want to show that it's actual bullshit the way that they treat our bodies now. I personally think that they need to understand that the NFL is doing the same thing to them in the NFL that happens to any black person in the street. Like it's no different. The NFL is using them right to make money off of their bodies and they're making way more money than any player is or any veteran or any veteran. (laughs) True story. We treat veterans like shit. Like what? <laughs> I mean, so to, no shade because some of the veterans been like, stop putting us in this. Our name mm-hmm. didn't. We not in this. Yeah. And you know, I don't have no money. Right. So and people talk about that claim they care about veterans, and I don't see that. What I see is most of the time veterans asking for money because they don't have any support when they come back. That's another right. thing. Support veterans really, and then maybe we will also stand for that. Maybe they're taking a knee because they don't. They're upset about how veterans are treated. Right. Maybe that is also included. It's right. not a disrespect. It's a let me stand up to this. Quite frankly, be, the the rules of the military. I would take a knee. If you will, if that means that that's a response, they're getting that response. They feel disrespected. I would still take a knee because how the military runs is completely disrespectful, which is why I'm not going (laughs) to say that I support veterans. I'm not going to drag individual veterans or knock their choices, but I cannot in full honesty say that I fuck with, I just like, or any military personnel, like you, you, they are complicit. Right. And, it's up to them to identify. Everybody got to identify their own complicities. Right. That's it. That's it. And that's all. Um, Sorry, it's hot in here, y'all. It's hot as fuck up in here. If People anybody living in New up, York, I'm not sitting up shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we, we're going on a tangent, babe. Right. We gotta... Well, no, I mean, no, it's, it's pr- these are things that we all think about. Um, and I just don't think we voice them or talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what this this podcast is for in a lot of ways. It's a dance. I think decolonizing the NFL is a conversation, is a workshop. Yeah, for the NFL, I want the NFL's money to decolonize in the NFL, which yeah. really just means the NFL would not exist. That's, that's really easy. Well, there we go. <laughs> so that's what that means, and we can move on from that. So y'all know y'all players that in everything he's been talking about. The shit, I don't care to echo any of his statements. None of them were pithy enough or controversial enough for me to echo around the NFL shit. But he's also not talking about Puerto Rico. So as somebody who's lived in Puerto Rico, um, if you could just distill a little bit of how it feels and the things that you've been seeing from a lot of people on the mainland who've never been to Puerto Rico, or even if they've been, they just don't know anything about what it's like living there um in the context of what's happening now and the lack of aid i mean i'm not so this is my worry about my friends and my family living in puerto rico and i think this is the risk that is taken is that puerto rico you know when the jones act was put in place is that it meant that Essentially, Puerto Rican businesses are controlled by the U.S., but Puerto Ricans are U.S. and and Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens, and they don't vote in the presidential election unless they are on the mainland. And I think they have to be on the quote-unquote mainland for... A, a certain amount of years it's not that if they move to the mainland right before a, an election yeah. that they can vote the next day i think there's more rules to that but you know a lot of people don't know that puerto ricans are u.s citizens mm-hmm. and i think that that's hilarious yeah. um because i saw some just some news reporting on puerto rico where they were at the airport in san juan And they said, you know, a lot of people are here waiting to leave, and uh, most of them are Americans. And I thought, what? All of them are Americans. If you're in Puerto Rico, what are you talking about? And the thing is that a lot of what a lot of people don't know is that 
the United States used Puerto Rico to do a lot of military testing yeah. and contaminated the waters in a lot of ways. They also used the Puerto Rico Puerto Rican people to test birth control um, methods and sterilized a lot of individuals, um, not necessarily naming gender because uh, like last week's podcast, gender is not binary. Um, but uh, they don't know that these trials happened on the island and Puerto Ricans were really used and continuously used as experiments and also this like space for the U.S. to just have it's just mm-hmm. a territory, mm-hmm. so it's literally no different than any colonized space. Kind of like if you think about New England and how England owned those um, terror those states colonies, at one yeah. colonies uh-huh. at one point. It's the same way as Puerto Rico, and they don't have any rights, and they do benefit monetarily in some ways, but not necessarily. So what Trump's tweet was about recently was that you know some nonsense that Florida and Texas are doing well. This kind of like blanket comparison but Puerto Rico is struggling because the infrastructure was damaged well before um, Hurricane Maria hit but the thing is is what he's not saying is that he's responsible for that the United right. States is responsible for the fact that the infrastructure in Puerto Rico has failed and they're not doing anything about it and a lot of Puerto Rican citizens have been without power have been without water have been without you know decent homes you know f- streets are really fucked up because the United States took its military out and peaced out so right. it took pillaged, its resources took with its it. resources with it yes. so it just pillaged the island and then they peaced so now what we have is yes hurricane maria caused tons of destruction but it also just added to the destruction that was already present right so it's really i mean i i don't need to say that I have no interest in ever talking about the president of this country, but he has really just enraged me lately in the ways that he talks about um, Puerto Rico and also in the ways that he doesn't talk about other countries. He doesn't talk about Mexico. He doesn't talk about Dominica. He doesn't talk about St. Croix. He doesn't talk about the other Virgin Islands and West Indies, um, West Indian islands that have been impacted in these storms. And I just, yeah, I think that care. that's ridiculous. I don't even think that he cares about Texas or Florida. No, he does. I don't think he cares about anything. And my question is, is what does it take to have this person impeached? What does it take? That's a whole other what podcast. What does it take? We and not... here's, the, here's the part, though. I, we don't need to get into it. We can do it the next but one. But y'all I know can I'm answer going that on question. A, a tangent here. Um, but I asked that question about problematic ass executive directors that I've had as well. What does it take to have their asses fired? I asked the same question. And here it is, is a president is no different. No, just as just as problematic, just as racist, just as blatantly showing you that he's a piece of shit and still has a job. Right. You can't be surprised. And I think that's why I'm upset. Is that I'm 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 not surprised that he still has a job because so many people that I've worked for have been pieces of shit and racist and blatantly so and they kept their job. Yep. It doesn't matter how much you whistle blow, how many people you tell, who you write to HR, and how much you document. How many Russians said they was you know, admitted that they matter. colluded to to you know shift it our election. Yeah, and folks that are surprised by Trump are just speaking for privilege. I'm sorry. I'm not, nobody is surprised by that motherfucker. Right. Nobody is surprised that that amount of privilege is able to still hold office and say the really nasty shit that he says. Right. I'm getting upset. All right. So I'm going <laughs> to let y'all answer the question. What are the impediments to having Trump impeached? Why do y'all think this hasn't really happened? Why the courts haven't got this shit going? Do y'all have any tea? Is it the, is the ACLU working on this or are they defending <laughs> Nazis? Like... <laughs> What are they doing? I just you know? think everybody has involvement in his presidency and people need to stop lying and be straight up about that shit. Right. From nonprofits to little bodegas. I feel like people have money in making sure that this person stays president so they have money. In a way. Capitalism, as we come full circle, is a crock of shit. Yeah. Cursing yeah. a lot. Yeah. Curse. Okay. Curse. Um, and also, just on a side note, people are saying Pence is worse. I'll let y'all argue that in the comments, but I totally disagree. Um, and I think that's also what's hindering a it's lot a of distraction. people. Well, that's what, babe, if you really think about it, that's what's hindering the impeachment process is that people are like, it's going to be Pence next and this kind it's of not, nihilistic. That's not what's hindering the the impeachment. What's hindering the impeachment is that our systems are working in the ways that they're supposed to. 
They are supposed to keep a bigot in power. This is how they work. And this is the best way that they work. I don't this find is the no best that way that they work is that a bigot would stay in power and that he would gain more power being more of a bigot right. and an idiot. Right. That's just how it works. That's true. Yeah. And if you think of, if you, you know, had American history and yeah. AP American history, we learned a lot about treason and uh, all that shit and how treason was so heavily um, punishable mm-hmm. during the formation of this country. And treason is the most un-American thing a nigga can do mm-hmm. and you have um trump trump's family members admitting and campaign managers admitting you know openly that they've met with russians and there's emails there's hella receipts mm-hmm. so look more into russian collusion um the trump administration's collusion with russia look more into that um, look more into the history of Puerto Rico. That's another thing. People talk about how, what can you do to help, you know, give your coin for sure. Mm-hmm. But money, give money. Don't please. give it to the Red Cross. Don't but give, give it your to the money for sure to local organizations. But also just do your research and just know what you're talking about and know what you're helping. And yeah. know, know what's going on. Do the work. Do the work. Now on to lighter news. Um, we'll just, we'll go to the pop culture lane. Okay. Pop culture. Go ahead. Um, so, so y'all know who is the talk of the town that's going on right now, um, which is Cardi B. You don't fuck with me if I you, you wanted to. It's that. expensive. This is red, but it's catchy. This blood is It's catchy. You see your band in the street. I oh, fuck with I it. I don't fuck okay, with you. Okay, man. Okay. All right, Erica. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah. Cardi B might be canceled though, so I need to stop singing that song. What so you mean? Ahead. Okay, so all right, Cardi. So Cardi B. Okay, everybody's talking about she transphobic. Yeah. What's the situation with Cardi B? Cardi B. So someone let me know today that Cardi B is transphobic. I did not know that. I did not know that someone called her out for saying the word tranny, and then she tweeted, "You know, people are saying I said the word tranny once, and now transphobic, and fuck y'all or something like that." Blah, something, whatever. Not like she stuck her tongue out, but blah, she can't do that. Whatever she did over a tweet, uh-huh. um, and yeah, that's I didn't know that, and it happened August like nineteenth this year right so that's insanely problematic so i'm not i'm not feeling oh that. that was this year it was this year okay because next like they digging up stuff from a year ago after right. she got her billboard um and if so what let them dig it up nobody paid attention last year but it actually happened this year she also didn't make recompense for it right she actually just did what white people do when you call them racist. it was the whole video that was transphobic i believe that too well it's also what she too. does you know how white people you call them racist they get mad they be like nigger i said nigger what's the right. big deal right you know Friends, let me say that. You know, she be putting her tongue on everything. Oh, you know, all of whatever the fuck she be doing. But um, yeah, so um, I'm not gonna talk about that. I believe she's transphobic, but I'm also not super surprised, and I wonder why people be surprised. I think that's where I'm most confused. I don't think about. people are surprised. I think they are surprised that she's not canceled because she's transphobic. But like I just said about Trump, all of these things stay in power they gain more power by how ignorant the populace <laughs> or is. racist it is okay right but also <laughs> it's like you know it's what i said earlier in the episode about celebrities and fanfare it's like we'll talk about another bdc list mm-hmm. now at this point azalea banks azalea banks came out and was kind of hating on cardi b last night i think um, an instagram story right right mm-hmm. and people could feel the way they feel about azalea banks um she's like i say all the time like she's like my child that failed in life and i'm super disappointed yeah and because azalea banks bar for bar is a better lyricist than half of the rappers that we listen to today. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to Fantasia, if you listen to Broke with Expensive Tape, it's, it's a mixtape. It's a mixtape oh. called Fantasia. Sorry. Um, it ahead. is um, one of... Yes, yeah, one of her her breakout debut album, Broke with Expensive Taste, a couple of mixtapes she's had. They've all been really... Her lyrical dexterity is just unmatched. Um, and if you really want to do some homework tonight and you just cleaning the house or whatever the hell you're doing, please go listen to Broke with Expensive Taste. 
Like, please go check out a song she has. I think people Mambo. have canceled. Okay, but Banks. you can cancel her, but y'all not canceling these. Uh, y'all ain't canceling Cardi B. And I think that's what uh, Azalea Banks needs to talk about is that instead of coming for Cardi B because she's light skin, right? Right. Like just because she's light skin and apparently sucked a lot of dick to get where she is. That's what we Azalea Banks claimed. That, that's from right, Azalea Banks, right? right? right. The slut shaming kind of rhetoric. Uh-huh. Say, look, I've said problematic stuff. Own up to the problematic stuff that Azalea Banks, you have said, because she has said stuff that's right. problematic. Cardi B, you've also said problematic stuff, and you have a number one billboard. Why is that? Right. Azalea Banks has also been accused of being transphobic. Right. Why is Cardi B all the way and, you know, advanced? I don't even know how to say that. But- well, it's more commercially viable right. and has gotten a lot farther. Right. Um, when her talent... If we just go and let's compartmentalize talent wise, she doesn't rap better. And I would even say musically, she doesn't make better songs right. than Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks can be termed a musician in ways that Cardi B cannot. But only Cardi B and Lauren Hill, a famed, certified, bona fide, unequivocal musician, have only been, I guess, in a binary way, the only two female um, artists to have a single with no feature on the billboard 100 to reach the billboard 100 Mm. it's just cardi b and lauren hill are now in the same sentence and like tasha said um she makes lizelia bakes makes the most sense yeah but the song that's on the number one and i'll look up and if any of y'all know which record that was of lauren's of lauren hills i think it was doop i could be wrong but i think it was doop that made the hot billboard 100 doop and Bodak Yellow are very different songs. Very different songs. Yeah. Very different music types, and but they both slut shame though. Oh yeah. Oh Lauren Hill <laughs> slut shame all day. <laughs> they both. So slut- that's another. That's a problematic thing. Slut- I mean, they still have problematic elements. I mean, doo-wop sounds like it wouldn't. It's been three weeks since you're looking for your friend, the one you let hit and never called you oh, again. Oh yeah, she was slut. Like, oh, that's babe. You be that's. Mm-hmm. But that's people horrible. love that because it's that's like true. That thing, that thing, that she was slut shaming. Okay, all right, Lauren. I'm judging. I will. What's that thing? What is that? What thing? is that thing? Yeah. How you really gonna pretend? Right. Like he wasn't down and he called you again. That nigga Let's called again. Yeah. yeah, I'm having sex. Like, what's up? Yes. Um. Yeah, that was really pity, Erica. Um, Thank you. That's crazy as fuck. Because now I'm shook. I'm like, I'm shook. shook. I'm shook. Like, now that you say that, I'm fucking shook. shook. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't fucking deal. I'm shook. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but the thing, so my point is, is that, like, all Azalea Banks was saying, I'll distill it for y'all real quick, is that misogynoir and colorism in the music industry that is primarily driven by black cis men is real, and it is a determining factor in Cardi B's success, yep. and we cannot deny that. Yes, the messenger is an unsavory character, yes. but don't sleep on the message. Don't sleep on the message. Because what Azalea Banks was saying was hella pity. Yep. It was hella true. Yep. I'm not going to shade Cardi B, but it's also just like, Billboard, all of these rating agencies for music, they're hella, they're just white based merit systems and award systems. Like now that a white dominated industry marker has validated your music, it means something. Of course, it has a real impact. She's going to get more money. It's going to bring her more opportunities. You can't deny the impact that these white-based award merit systems have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you feel that, you know, given where you are in your career, but it's, it's still like, when, when, or when are we going to ever be like Cardi B transphobic? I can't rock that song no more. Right. Just like, I think black people are the same day when Trump is impeached. I mean, but for on a being musical a level, black for people. being a bigot, not treason, Tre- not treason. Nah, ain't gonna be for being no bigot, right? So black then that's when, that. so then that's that's the day that it'll turn over when people are impeached and not allowed to function and not allowed to have jobs because they're bigots. Yeah, right. But yeah. they're still allowed to do that. So as long as that happens, Cardi B will be able to rap about those things and it not really hold a lot of weight, no. except. When you say things like, I'm rooting for all the black people or white people are racist. Right. That's when it's a problem. Yep. Yep. That's when it's a problem. So the verdict's out on 
Cardi B. I am absolutely, I guess I could say I'm happy for her, but then once again, it's just like black people, I think we just concede. It's like, it's like being in water. You know, you're a shark, you're in water, and you don't want to get wet. That's how I feel. We can't really do much mm-hmm. without being complicit. It's like mm, fucked up systems true. that are designed to kill us are all around us, and it's nothing we could do but swim because we're sharks. Oh, that's and a that's very just excellent how we analogy, babe. Survive. We can't not swim, and and if we go on the mainland, we'll probably die. But if we stay in the water, we'll be surrounded by systems designed to kill us, so we're in a perpetual state of trauma. Um, I think that's what W.E.B. Du Bois meant when he was talking about the veil and the paranoia that black people experience every day. It's just a fucked up schism. Yeah. It's almost just like, all right, my nigga, go listen to Cardi B. Yeah. Go get listen free. to Azalea Banks. Get free, but it's also just like black trans women are dying and nobody cares. Right. Right. Trans people as a whole yep. of all races are right. dying in record numbers. Young and old. Poor, rich, with kids, not kids. And I like the point that you make that Cardi B has never come out and explicitly said that she's black. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never heard Cardi B be that, like, I'm Can y'all with fact the check that for us? Because I don't think that she's ever said that. I think what Cardi B has said is that I support, baby, we gonna support you, Colin Kaepernick. I fucks with you. I love you. We gonna stand for you Cardi and B kneel voice. for you and... You know what I mean? Like, that's what she's like. If you kneel for us, we gonna stand for you, baby. <laughs> like with her tongue out. Um, and I think that's what she said. And I think that's like in support of a black person. So, right. but then you also, I guess you trafficking dra- at black music. But, that, but that's the thing. People was dragging her. She's of Dominican and Trinidadian descent. I didn't know. I didn't know that, that she was of Trinidadian descent. I knew she was Dominican. Uh-huh. Um, but she talked, you know, but it's also Afro Latinx communities are anti-black and Trinidadian West Indian communities can be anti-black too. Right. Black I'm just Americans wondering what, how does she identify? And also how does that play a part in, you know, identifying or not? There's a privilege in not saying how you identify. Yeah. Like getting a hot billboard right. one. Like, right. Yeah, and yeah. having this ambiguous like racial identity is something that will have you pop off, which I would say Lauren Hill doesn't have necessarily an ambiguous uh, racial identity, but folks really weren't necessarily checked. She wasn't, she wasn't unplugged Lauren Hill when she won that billboard. No, no, people stopped fucking with her. Or, uh, some of y'all are too young, but people really stopped listening to her. Some of them are too young? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. like some of y'all might not have been around oh, when unplugged. Okay. I know some of y'all okay, youngsters. Okay, not you. Okay. Y'all don't know what unplugged God. is. You know, that was an MTV thing that they had back in the day. It was a live music Got thing. Jay-Z did one. Uh-huh. Um, before he turned into She has talked about, like, where she's from, but not explicitly saying, I'm black. Mm-hmm. And there's a benefit. In yeah. That. And also, totally Hill, now that you done woke our shit up, she was slut shaming in that song. And yeah. But it could have been another song, and I will double check. It could have been Everything is Everything. It could have been any other song, but I really feel like and it's, it's doo up. It's it got to be doo up. Um, it wasn't Zion. Any song that they play in Target <laughs> in present day and had Uber. to be a hot. No, Uber didn't play that. <laughs> no, just any song you hear in Target day. in present day was on a hot. Or a Hex or a Macy's. <laughs> or a Macy's or a motherfucking uh, Kmart's, whatever mm. they got. Coles, um, Coles, all that stuff. <laughs> um, so, so one thing I'll say to wrap up the Cardi B conversations, I'm not going to herald her as some newfound icon of feminist lore, which is a lot of what a lot of people are doing there. Oh, that's they're putting in a, a they're attributing feminism to Cardi B, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of white people do that just to relate, like they feel like oh, I can relate to Cardi B. She's yeah, she's a feminist. Yeah, yes. like, um, but I'm also just not going to drag her for not being one. Yeah. Um, um, just like, you know, I have my problematic rappers that I like, like Plies. Mm-hmm. You know, Plies ain't never, you know, came out of his lane and been like, I'm for black people. He talking about, you know, ran off on the plug and I don't What's want that hoe. I want that. I got plenty money. I got plenty money. I got plenty money. Like, you know, I like Plies. I don't know who that is. You do. Just hit me a lick, finna blow a check. Got stacks on me, goons on deck. Finna slide through the strip club and make a mess. I don't want that, ho, I want that. I don't know that song. Or what about Bust It Baby? Bust It Baby. Like, he's nasty. Right, Tasha? Like, he... Na- but why Why have to identify herself as black? What why, you just not? Said? why not? Why <laughs> not? <laughs> and why isn't anybody asking? If I was to become a famous rapper, which could possibly happen yeah, soon, yeah, right? Levels. Wouldn't I have to say I'm a black rapper? 
You I'm wouldn't have certain, to. But. It would have to be in my lyrics for y'all to listen to me. I couldn't be talking about I'm down on the range and I'm feeling myself because I want some red bottom shoes and I need this and I need this coin because I used to be coming from Severin, Maryland. Y'all don't want to hear that. You want to hear how black and proud I am because that's what's that is what is going to make me famous is talking about my racial identity well, in a positive it, way and not a, dis, uh, a divisive way. But she way hasn't done that and she's famous. She hasn't said shit about it. Okay, this so is, that, that this makes a good PR agent. No, babe. What you just said was that you would have to put your I racial. I would have up. to you, because look, I am not racially ambiguous. Got it. You got it. I would have to say it, or people would just add it to me. Right? It would just mm-hmm. be I'm a black rapper. Mm-hmm. But for Cardi B, she's racially ambiguous. Right. People are like, wait, what is her racial identity? Which right. is annoying, but at the same time, it's also a privilege. Right. No one has ever said to me, "What you know? What are you?" No one has ever asked me that question. No. They've always been like, you're black. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh, Eminem, I can't stand Eminem, but that's a uh, whole other how podcast. How is Eminem fine? Bye. That's a wig for stand real. Up. And I shouldn't say Please that word, but fuck that A shit. what? A wig. Don't you ever say, did you really say that word? You canceled for the night. All right. I can't well, believe you said that word. Well, y'all, did I got, say that in California? Yeah. Oh, I don't like God. it. It's offensive. I shouldn't have said that. I'll take it back. But Eminem is a straight up cultural appropriator and black people be giving him hella passes. Black people give, black people, there's a word for tonight to wrap things up and keep it going full circle. We have to stop giving people hella passes. Yeah. We have to, at some point, y'all, we did a good job collectively as a community. I won't get into the numbers, but collectively as a community, black people did a good job of canceling R. Kelly. Yes. Black people said, you know what? Yes, don't not play that shit but, yep. at my party. Yep. I don't want to hear that wedding. shit at my wedding. Yep. Don't play it. Yep. Oh, the Moors with the straw mans and everything. We're not going to get into the we Moors and the straw another That's another podcast, the Moors and the straw man. And, <laughs> Eminem is canceled. Uh, yes. Um, but a lot right. of people, that's the thing. A lot of people don't cancel. So the word for tonight is all of y'all read more. Yeah. Y'all have some of you have degrees some of you dedicate your life some of you work with youth some of you are just generally here for black liberation and your favorite your problematic fave your celebrity fave your football fave the nigga that you think is hella fine all that shit they're not right they are not as equipped to help black liberation happen as much as you are they're just famous they're They're making hella money that is that is including jay-z and Beyonce. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. And we love the Beehive. shit. I- we love them. I dance my butt off to Beyonce. But Beyonce is not is not really oh. out here for black liberation. I just don't believe that. I just don't. I'm sorry. That's a whole other podcast. But I, one thing we, we, we're going to sort of last. I'll make an example out of this. We're not going to talk about Beyonce right now because that's too big of a it's podcast. Or Jay-Z. Big. It's too and big. And his anti-poor ass. Yeah. We're not going to talk about <laughs> that but what we are going to talk about is fenty real quick oh we didn't talk about fenty yet no oh. so y'all, y'all ever heard of the term big brother like big brother is watching us and that's like this, this, yeah, this establishment or big brother it's just a term to it was used in the book 1984 oh. um and it really is talking in brave new world and it's talking about babe we only have the, a minute and 50 all right. seconds and it's talking about the talk esta- about okay babe much. let me make this point because it's hella important okay um yeah, Big Brother is an establishment, right? Y'all, y'all know about Big Brother. Now, I am or Big Pharma or Big all these other things. Big Pharma, Big. There's another babe, big government. All of these things. You see how I'm cutting my eyes at you because yes, I'm trying I'm to. You talk. are not helping. <laughs> Stop saying Big, babe. You see, we are a real couple because I'm getting hella mad at her. Like this ain't fake. We're an actual couple that get irritated. Talk but, too damn much. Um. We're going to talk about, um, maybe we'll, I'll save this. We'll keep going. Will, actually, we'll keep going. We just have to stop the live. All right, all. y'all. Okay. You'll probably have to hear the rest of this on the, the podcast. podcast. So one thing I need y'all to do before this is over is I need y'all to download. I need you to subscribe. Yes. I need you to like. Yes. I need you to, if you don't like it, say you don't like it, leave ratings. Yes. Or if you do like it and you want to say two words about it, please do. Yeah. Like that is something that's really hella helpful to us. We are not celebrities. Um, Erica is lightweight, but I'm not. 
Yes, and this is our brainchild. This is our baby. Please, please, please. On iTunes. Or on SoundCloud. You use SoundCloud. You're a SoundCloud motherfucker. You in more analog. It helps. Okay. But on iTunes specifically, please download, okay. rate, and review, and okay. subscribe. Download, rate, review, and subscribe. The, sub, the podcast is called Hood Rat to Head Rap. Hood Rat to Head Rap. Download, subscribe, like, leave a comment on iTunes or SoundCloud. Okay, so we just finished our live. My nigga Maurice cut his hair. Shout out to you. I hope you're listening. Um, he had dreads. You know, somebody got had dreads it's a for hell of years. People are it's a, freaking out. It's uh, everybody's. That upset. was a big deal for me. Um, yeah, you feel emotionally yeah. like you feel a way about somebody cutting the hair on their head. I yeah. also feel a way because I look at him. I'm like, what happened? Um, but shout out to you. We uh, both of these people talking to me right now have had dreadlocks. Maybe we'll talk about that in another You've episode. Had I've too. had dreadlocks, mm-hmm. um, and we both cut them. Yep. So we'll talk about our different reasons for that on the next podcast. But what I will say is a case about Fenty, Fenty Beauty. So all y'all love Fenty, y'all Fenty heads, Fenty fiends, Fenty. Y'all motherfuckers just buy. Erica has been in the store I since the day Fenty. it came out. Trophy wife, lip glass, with all that. So I want it all. I want the foundations. So, in other iterations of what we've been saying about what I call concessions and indulgences that black people make in a survivalist atmosphere, is you know we will support something. And not the other. We'll take a knee, but we'll still watch football. We'll still play football. We'll still that's what I mean by concessions. We'll still, despite our complicities, engage in a system or give money to or support corporations that are not here for our benefit. And I think we have to make the case about what I'm calling big beauty, which is the fashion and cosmetics industry. And honestly, I'm just gonna say it. Y'all love Fenty, Erica will tell you and uh, her adoration for a trophy wife and kilowatt and all the other chili mango and all the other shit. I don't know what the, I love that you know all the names. Those are four darker shades. Okay. Yeah. But That's they got the something for light skin. Light people call what? I can't remember the name. Ain't trophy wife for light skin people. Yeah, that's what I said. They're all for, it's for all shades. Yeah, but look at these, some of these names is questionable, but I ain't going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. So Rihanna and Makeup Forever got into this fake ass little mm-hmm. Twitter or Instagram beef where they were like, we been had 40 shades in this bitch. And Rihanna was like, y'all shook, y'all still hella ashy. Um, here's the tea though. Here's the tea. Both Fenty and Makeup Forever are owned by the same parent company, Louis Vuitton. Hennessy Moet. Hennessy, y'all favorite. So the same <laughs> people who make Hennessy and Moet are our favorites. Right. Um, owned Fenty. Owned the company that owns Fenty. The company is called Kenny. And Makeup Forever. And Makeup Forever. So they're putting you, like you said, they're putting them up against each other it's so that we go trick. and buy Fenty, mm-hmm. which just brings them money anyway. And it's also to have press. You have, yes. I have both of my subsidiary companies yep. in the public light and I'm offering people options. I'm doing the Pepsi Coke thing. I'm doing like, I'm driving competition for both of my brands and I'll get paid either way. So it's an old marketing tactic and it's an old trick in the book. And I think there is a lot more to be said. I'm not going to take up all of y'all time, but I want us to start to think about the ways in which we can limit our complicities. Mm. um, If you can, or just stay woke and understand that when you see Rihanna arguing back and forth with makeup forever on her Instagram, that it was pretty staged and pretty scripted and not, or even if it wasn't, they're owned by the same parent company. Right. Louis Vuitton, Hennessy Miller. Are Azalea Banks and um, Cardi B signed by the same company? Because that would be hilarious. I believe, Car- I believe Azalea Banks was signed by Universal at a point. But are they signed by the same company now? Um, I don't think so. Uh, okay. Um, but that also happens in the music industry, babe. So that's mm. a really good point. Yeah. Um, that happens. That would be so funny. That happens all the time. Um, but it's for a white person's benefit at the end of the day. So that's our time on Hood Rat to Head Rat. Yes. Um, Erica Next still week. wears Fenty. She's complicit. I'm, I'm wearing Fenty. She gonna I'm wear complicit. it tomorrow. I'm gonna wear it tomorrow. I'm gonna beat my face because I'm sad. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a little makeup, maybe a makeup tutorial. I'll make you hold the camera, right. the phone. And me, <laughs> I'm just gonna stay black you, and you, you know, also to the try day Fenty. I die. I, I was doing, you know, I just put it all over my face and smeared it. But at the end of the day, 
I don't. We'll have more. There's a really big surprise coming up that will yeah. really kind of touch on yeah. the cosmetics and beauty industry coming from Erica. Um, so y'all stay tuned for that. Y'all support that. Y'all like this thing. Review it. Subscribe. Rate it. Share. Yeah. Also, subscribe to the newsletter because the newsletter will come out this week. We promise. Um, we're just waiting for this um, surprise to drop so we can include it in the newsletter. So how you subscribe to the newsletter is by going to www.iheartericka.com. And the first thing that'll pop up is to subscribe to the newsletter. We promise you that it's good, informative, almost like a summary to our podcast but yeah. not really but it is uh it's not a boring newsletter by any means no. you will actually take some things away i have heard of people forwarding the newsletter to people in their office or people in their their lives their family members their friends so i think it is a use great us to have uncomfortable conversations let us be that Tote. primer for you we'll do it we don't give a fuck Tote. we'll say anything to anybody at any time i'll come to your auntie house yes and let her know to stop misgendering you i'll pull That's up right I'll do Pull it. Up. I'll do it for you. I'm and so if y'all are rooting for black people, like we're always rooting for everybody black, then root for us and like, rate, subscribe, share it on iTunes. Like, rate, download, subscribe, review it. Please do that for us. Keep rooting for everybody black. I'm going to stay black till the day I die. And if you sent us some questions and if you sent us some sex or sexual harassment stories, we're going to get to them on next week's episode. Of Where Hood do they Rat. send them? You, they send them to Hood Rats and Head Raps at gmail.com. This will all be in the newsletter. So if you subscribe, yeah. you won't have to listen to this and running back on the tippy towel. We're running out of time. Even though this is my house, I'm not running out of it's time. It's hot. We're turning this off. Okay. All right. Love y'all. Love y'all. Talk to you soon. Got this shit coming up.